Who's your first? Meatloaf and Lying Kids. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Well, hello, Amy. Oh, hello, Amy. It's so nice to have you back where, not hitting that note, we you belong. belong. <laughs> Thank you. I can tell. Missy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> What's cooking, good looking? Um, uh. Funny that you phrased it that way. Last Uh-oh. night I had a craving. Yes. Not pregnant. You pregnant? Not pregnant. Okay. <laughs> let, let me cut that off. I, so it gross that we're so old and chicks that the craving now goes to pregnant instead of I had a craving for some weed. Like, I mean, it's like, were you high? I had a craving. No, Aww. not high, not pregnant, but I wanted Rice Krispie treats. Oh, damn. They're so good. So, and They're I remember so I've, good. I've made them once or twice before and I've cursed the entire time. They are a super dick pain to me. <laughs> they are such a pain in the ass. They stick to, I mean, I'd like you to picture the fun summer nights you have when you roast a marshmallow out over your cauldron, because I know you have a cauldron yeah, back there. Yeah, this ain't that. This ain't that. And, and you, you peel it off with two fingers and it's in your fingers or you've just eaten a s'more and it's on your finger. And the next thing you know, it's in your hair. Yeah. And then all it's the everywhere. happiness of that moment. Just, just ignore, and delete dirt that. sticks to it. And it's keep ju- all it's, the keep all the bugs and the pain and the smoke smell and the shit. And then the fuck I did all this for six hours to get like, this is what I'm left with. No, it's the worst. You got to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger stirring that fucking marshmallow slop. It never. And then the crispies all burst. It's such a frustrating Your task. Your arm hurts. It's sticking everywhere. If you and the kids have- are like, are done yet? Are done yet? Are done yet? Are done <laughs> right. Yet? Well, that's are the other yet? thing. They need to set. You know, Ugh. they need to finish setting. Like the glue, also known as marshmallows, need to set in it before it's not a sticky <sighs> fucking mess. Swear to the Lord up in heaven. So I had, I didn't have Rice Krispies. I had Cocoa Krispies. Oh, Jesus. And I might have over marshmallowed a little, but... So I make these Cocoa Krispies last night and nobody has the patience to wait for it to set. So we're like all elbow to wrist in just sticky fucking schmellow. It was so gross. But this morning, whatever is left down there is breakfast. Like it looks so good. It oh looks God. so good. I haven't had a Cocoa crispy since they were invented. I mean, honestly, who would even have these? So that's a new one I've got to try. But uh, no, what? I mean, yeah, I don't who's going to buy that? No, never. Cocoa Krispies? Yes, why are you shocked? No one buys these. They <sighs> the entire manufacturing facility exists for like your family and somebody in North Dakota. That's it. Nobody's Dear listener these. in North Dakota. High five. Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So here's the thing. I made for New Year's for some misguided reason, I guess because we couldn't do anything for New Year's. I was trying to come up with fun things and different things. So I made unicorn, what I called, what I dubbed, unicorn crispies, which were rice crispies with triple marshmallow, of course. And then I like sprinkled them with those little beautiful cake, fancy over cake sprinkle, like the delightful 
um funfetti yeah no it's like it's like super bougie cupcake topper that you have to order from the internet and it's like all different sizes in the same jar and anyway it was very spangly and delightful so I put that on there and then I like chopped up some ruby cocoa uh, ruby chocolate bar and I put that on there in little tiny bites and a couple of other things I don't remember like things that were all Rainbow and delightful and pink and unicorn and I put all this stupid shit and then I mounded it in such a way where it was like a lumpy mountain of marshmallow mass. And because it was triple, triple the marshmallow. So it never fully set. So the good news is, no, the good news is, so when you would go to pinch off a piece and shove it in your cake hole, it would give a little bit. So instead of, well, you know how it's like Rice Krispies, the saddest Rice Krispie is when you cut into it or bite into it, or pull into it, and then you just see crumbled bits of dry cereal. I've never had that. Enough. What happens when you don't have enough marshmallow to mass? Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the other thing that I do is there is no cutting into it. You like pull it, and it's you closer just put to, your face right in there. It's closer and to taffy. So the marshmallow oh. just goes, and then you can the the really the cereal is more just a a marshmallow delivery device i've never purchased regular rice krispies in my life what are you talking about why would i do that when they make cocoa krispies it's been so nice podcasting with you <laughs> i have never in my life purchased rice we, krispies thanks listeners it's been a good run <laughs> they're disgusting we're ending the show right now i've had them in a crackle bar i've had them <sighs> in i've had rice just Krispie treats, just but just I, I you're gonna have to stop i, I need a spend minute money i need that. a minute i need no a minute. cocoa you stop it Stop. Okay, no I gotta. Cocoa in I gotta. I gotta clear something up right now. I think we're on the same page, but if we're not, get ready for a lot of silence. Are you trying to tell me? Yeah. That you willingly buy generic? No. No, I'm just saying Rice Krispies oh without the cocoa in it means like, why would you eat that shit? That there's no purpose to that. No, it's an ingredient, but it's fine. You know, you you get it. You, I've also made Rice Krispies with frosted Rice Krispies, and they're too sweet. That's what Stuart said about the other the ones I made last night. Although the cocoa, yeah, although they have cocoa pebbles, which is a different consistency no. than cocoa Krispies, and I wonder no. what that would be like it in a. It doesn't work. It no? doesn't work. No, it works okay, but it's not the thing you want. It's it's you know it's kind of like when you go on vacation to a foreign land and they try to make your hometown dish. Yeah, it's like oh that's it's, great. It's adjacent. Guys. It's just not the real. That thing. was really fun for you. Thank you yeah. for thinking of me. Yep. Nope. I yeah. tried to put so I have like these little bags of chips, not little bags. They were regular size bags of, <laughs> of giant like, family bags of chips that I carry with me at all times. Hi, that's me. Chips in the pantry, like I have little butterscotch chips and little peanut butter, like oh, Reese's chips. Yes, peanut yes. butter chips. Like so, I have all of these leftovers that I've just sit there after. Well, I guess the Reese's peanut butter chips I've been eating by the handful. But why? I thought last night, why don't I put those in there? Now you're talking, and see if that changes it. And Stuart said, why would you ruin something that's perfect by itself? So when as did I listen, move out after that conversation. As I listened to your unicorn thing, I thought, oh, so you put everything in. That's what I was talked out of doing. No, last night. I believe I even chopped up like little crumbles of amaretti cookies. I put in. I, as you're talking, I remember I threw in some white chocolate chips, and they were just at the time when it was still warm enough that they kind of went melted a little, mm-hmm. but not too much, just enough to stick up in there. Hey, when um when we're all kinds of vaccinated and at, back out in the world, yes. I have we have. Dear listener Annie, 
who has decided she wants to go and visit you in the Kakalakis. Oh. And she's probably going to drive. And as she passes by me, well, I'll have my thumb out and jump in the car. I like When it. we come down to you, yes. 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 can you make that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you make I that? I will get out my Arnold Schwarzenegger arm. And it will I'll help. Make, it will I will help. make this shit happen. Or actually, I'll probably just sit and watch you do it and laugh because I remember what it was like when I did it. But it's I'm so bad. But I, was, I would do anything for you. I would. Speaking of I would do anything for you, I kind of became obsessed with meatloaf over the last week. And I don't mean the food. I mean the artist. Oh, why? I would do anything <laughs> for... Well, so so here's... here's Why did I become obsessed with him? I went over the stuff that my kids are listening to, you know, as I pass their rooms because they don't leave their rooms. So Correct. if I want to have any interaction, it's I'll come to the mountain. So as I pass that wing of the house, I hear the crazy music coming from my son's room when he's showering. It's just, to me, it's just like a weird bass line and like it's a really, and I I don't know that he knows what it is either, but strangely he does. And for my daughter's room, it's a scroll of TikTok and sometimes it's show tunes, which (laughs) just makes my heart grow three sizes. The, The thought that she's listening to show tunes, even if they're show tunes of shows I don't know, I think I've done How something right. How is that right. possible? Is there a show you talking about? I know. There are. Like, she she likes a couple of newer British shows that never really came here successfully before a huge shutdown. Um, but so so I hear all this music and I think, what's the story in Like, what relationship story? And I started to go over... I have a Pandora station. Yes, I still listen to Pandora that runs and I it's sing, songwriters, storytellers. And I listen. Harry Chapin has all these songs that write in a circle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the. Yeah, he's awful. No. Yes, um, full he's circle so, songs. So like, fucking sad. Like, yes, they are stories, though. Like my Corey's coming. He talks about an old guy who lives in a railroad station and he talks about my Corey's coming and. Nobody named Corey's ever lived in this town. And then the guy dies and this guy who's singing takes his place and always says, my Corey is coming. So like it's a full circle of. Right. And every at the end of crying. every one of those songs, you want to like <laughs> kill you know, yourself. Just end it. You're done. Yeah. Jump in front of the train that didn't bring Corey. Stuart's like, what about so, Cats in the Cradle? Cats in the Cradle is another I one. I turn that right? off they, every fucking time. I, and I, I'm That's huge. as good as she ran calling Fire. Yeah, Ooh, fuck that, that shit. Ooh, fuck it. That. Fuck it. The so, horse dies. No, and everybody burns down. <laughs> Why? Do you not understand what music is supposed to do? It's not supposed to do this. <sighs> yeah, that sounds like so, I'm getting late. I'm, I think that's. Uh, I'm a huge Harry Chapin fan, and his next. Hey. a snake his next song that I was like a better place to be it's like I wish that I was beautiful I wish you were halfway blind I wish a better place to be it's a guy sitting at a bar talking to a woman who's telling him a story about the story he's then in 60 seconds later in the same story like they're all full circle none of their music maybe Mallory's show tunes are absolutely telling a story Mm -hmm. but I then I thought I went down this meatloaf rabbit hole with I would do I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't they turn that into a tampon commercial? What? Where? No. 
where he wouldn't buy tampons for his girlfriend. They use that music in a tam- I will do anything for love, but I, I won't I won't go out and buy you sanitary napkins or tampons. I really clearly remember this that as one of his. That doesn't sound like a marketing technique. That sounds like a skit <laughs> from a movie or a comedy troupe. It's probably I, pretty funny, but I don't think that it's. That's probably true, that it does not, not like, sound oh, like a good. Opie, fuck you. Yeah, I don't think they add that into their. <laughs> But do you know, like, our kids don't know. I remember doing a drive with Jessica Kupferman singing Paradise by the Dashboard Light and Two Out of Three Ain't Bad or I'll Do Anything for Love or Bad Out of Hell or, like, those songs were kind of defining. Like, they were dances in our youth and the boys would take one side and the girls would take another and it was I just, hate all those songs so much. Why? They make me so mad and I turn them the fuck off because they're upsetting. It's horrible. It's gross. It's mean. You, every single one of Meatloaf songs is so fucking mean. It's mean. It's not like Harry Chapin, where you go into it's it depressing. thinking, where you go into it thinking, this is gonna suck. I'm hanging <laughs> on. I'm ready. Right. It's like riding a roller coaster. I I don't know why I'm doing it. Let's go. Right. You you know what's gonna happen at the I'm end. I'm gonna vomit. With, Let's hear Meatloaf. Well, it, with Meatloaf, it's a little bit like for me. This is going to be such a strange dog leg. It's a little bit like the Decemberists. Did you ever listen to the Decemberists? No. All right. So all of their songs are spectacularly written, musically engaging, complex, fantastic, earworms. They stick with you. They're inventive. They're a delight. Everything about them is glorious. And then you listen to the words and you're like, I will never listen to this fucking shit again because it is so goddamn awful. It's, this, it's the same situation. They're just terrible in the sense that if, if you could take like a sea shanty and uh, I don't even know what to, how to describe it, but it's like, let me tell you the world's saddest, most disgusting, most manipulative, horrible, gut-wrenching, knife-in-the-nuts song. And then make it the best thing you ever wanted to listen to. Like, I'm, I can't listen to that shit. I've already trained myself that I can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. And that shit had a beat. So I'm very frustrated. So Meatloaf is the same way. It comes on and I just get the skin crawls. It's gross. Dear it's listener, Dear listener, how do you feel about Meatloaf? It seems he's very polarizing. For me, it's a moment in time of my youth. And it's, it's the storytelling. And it's the knowing every word to a very wordy, way too long song. And Amy, not a fan. She it's makes her want to throw up. No, it's just me because it just, it's just, I don't know. It's a very misogynistic kind of a, ugh, I don't know. And I, even, even the whole video of the, the baseball thing. Yeah. That was a really cool little trope that they used. Yeah. And the song itself is good. You want to snap your fingers to it. Makes me want to fucking throw up every time. It's the weirdest combo. And I, I'm telling you, there are, there are artists who I really legitimately love. And once I sort of something snaps it it snaps and you can't go back that's the hard part that's once it shifts into this other place I can't do it all right fair enough I'm curious to hear what dear listener thinks speaking of hearing what dear listener thinks oh my lord we've uh been blessed and I'm not one who uses the word blessed because fuck that that's right but we have (laughs) some pretty amazing (laughs) listeners and we didn't know you were out there we're just pushing through as if you were out there and you have proven to be there. We have yelled into an echo. We've heard ourselves. And now we've heard you. And for that, we are wildly grateful. 
I would just like to give some specific shout outs. If Please do. Okay, that was so your lead in. Go. So here we go. So in a shocking twist, <laughs> we've heard from, <laughs> this is what happens. It's shocking. In a shocking twist. <laughs> After podcasting into the ether for four years. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller, Annie from Maine has decided to become a, hold on to your nuts kids. A fiscally irresponsible subscriber level on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you for your contrib- shocking contribution. And just for the for the the laudatory roundup, we should also say that Michelle from Greensboro continues to be a Brill Ob Squad leader level Patreon contributor. Yeah. Thank you for your contribution. And Therese from Sweden. Where I thought it was Switzerland, so one of the S's that's not even here was one of the original OG Dear Listener Level Patreon contributors. Thank you for your subscription. Oh, my Lord. It makes us so filled with happy. And on top of that, guess what else we got that you didn't even know? I didn't know. And you didn't even know. Fantastic Pants Cameron has sent us a prosthetic dick. Whoa. That was such a treat. I had no idea. So Cameron is super schooled in the ways of prosthesis and has <laughs> sent in. There's a whole <laughs> website for getting fitted. You can, They oh. have ones for if you want it to be functional. They have a softness meter, you know, like your, your acceleration thing in the car. How fast are you going? Do you want it to go from soft to hard? Because evidently you want something in your pants a lot and then like if you're using it you want it to be different so you have like you can switch them out like microphone heads you can just like all the different all the different dick 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 all the dicks you want and oh my god you guys they go in the dishwasher top rack safe they're so pretty and you they also give you color samples that have veins in them oh like my tile dark and veiny they're, is an option. they're like they're like little they're like little rubber rubber gummy worms little yeah. junk junk strips that you can plop down in your lap and decide do i like this color do i like that color do i want this one do i, I like hope the one? veins are are underneath because if they're on top and they come off during use that would be a really i'm just thinking of my husband at the emergency department getting they patients. looked really real no they looked really i don't know I didn't dig too deep but how I, do it, you explain to your er doc what you lost in what hole um sir I was wondering if you could find, it's really just a, a vein from. Uh, no, I think that's just for selection purposes. They're on, okay, a key, good. they're on a key ring. The dick itself is like a. You like oh my sp- God. How do I get veins on a key ring? You should, I, go, you should go to dicklick.net. I'll figure out what the name is. It's like magic dick. It's I the, want veins none of these on a true. key ring. I think it's called real magic, but it's spelled like super wrong. It's like R-E-E-L-M-A-J-I-K. D-I-K-K. They try to make it as hard as possible. Get it? Get it? As hard as possible. They had all the kinds. They had all the kinds. They had the one that's circumcised. They had the one that's not circumcised. Just in case you want more They had all the kinds. They're fantastic. Stand up, sit down, pee, whatever you want. They have them. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for that. And if there's any way that you've got veins on a key ring, I'm all in. Well, I'll just say this about that. Ordinarily, when somebody sends me a link and says, here's a dick, I don't click it. But I had a trust level with Cameron. I clicked it, and I was fascinated. I spent a lot of time looking at these things. Normally, 
I can't normally wait I'm to like, see what emails you get now. No, normally I'm like, I don't want any part of this. Leave me alone. Stick it back in your pants. But it was just super friendly. Like it was just <laughs> such a. <laughs> yeah, that one eyed guy not, is so it friendly. It was not gross. It was, no, it was like just regular catalog shopping. It was like, which which one do you, th- you know, because you get to ma- like color matching. Like it just felt. All right, like, send me the link. I need to I see will. it. And then Anya. In a different twist. Sent you other penis <sighs> You already know. This is old news. I was just too frightened to read it. She sent me sourdough stuff. And I finally, I finally She's realized. the master. Master oh baker. God, she might need that penis insane. link too. She sent the world's longest list of sourdough discard recipes and encouragement. <laughs> it, it, uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to. I am Barry Manilow. I'm ready to take a chance again. Ready to take with love you, Barry Manilow. Barry can fucking get it, man. So you he don't like meatloaf, who's cheesy and gross, but you I love Barry Manilow, love who's cheesy meatloaf. and awesome. I love meatloaf. I love the Decemberists, and then when I listen to it, it makes my skin crawl because I—they're just talking about stuff in a way that makes me feel <sighs> abused. Is too big a word. Abused. I just don't. I, I feel complicit victimized victimized I feel, I feel complicit in being mean to somebody else that's how oh. I feel about the Decemberists because he's singing this fantastic song like yay let's snap our fingers and I'm telling you the world's worst thing that happened to somebody else and it's not like he's going ha 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 but it feels like that's what he's doing and it feels like that's what Greasy Meatloaf is doing and also my hair on bad days makes me look like Meatloaf so I have a lot of bad <laughs> does not it super does and today's one of those days it's a super, super one of those days. What is pretenduary? <gasps> That's the state I'm in right now. Are what you are you pretending? That? Are you doing that too? Are I don't having, think so. Are you having a happy pretenduary? No. I don't think so. You want to? I don't well, know. What happens is, yeah, on the first day of the new year in January. That's when you have new beginnings and you have wonderful outlook and motivation and all of these great resolutions and resolve and encouragement and yes, yes, yes. And then, and then it gets to be March and you haven't done shit. So I'm starting over and on Monday, it's pretenduary. I'm going to begin again January 1st, which is effectively Monday. And then these Which is two, March 1st. <laughs> and then these wasted months, they just go away. And I start now. That's what I'm telling myself. Um, yeah, I I do that every Monday. I didn't realize it was a month. <laughs> I thought that's just what Monday was. No, I've been failing at that every Monday. So I'm trying to pump it up. I'm trying to make it more like an event. Joy. So I'll, so I'll fucking do it. And pain, pump it yeah. up, pump it up. I'm, I'm cluing into the pain and the pain and the pain. I'm not, I'm not kickstarting. I'm not restarting. I'm not brown star. I'm not starting. None of my starts are starting. I have zero starts. The sourdough starter. It's not. I got a non-starter. That's what I am. So Aww. I got to shake some shiz up. I got to get those bubbles percolating. Got to ferment. Got to go. You know what you should start by doing? Oh no. No, no, no. This is actually real advice for you. I'd love not. I'd love not to help. Remember, that's right. <laughs> that's our specialty. <laughs> not helping. So, what you really need to do? I remember when you were in your intensely in your fitness kick, you yep. had the weirdest supplies to make shakes. So, what you need to do is restock your weird supplies because those were all things that you did to to incorporate exercise and fitness into your life, and. 
it was empowering and I thought that's fucking disgusting and I don't no, have those weird, things in my head. The weird, the weird shakes I could, I could begin again, fin again, I guess. I could start all that tomorrow and I honestly kind of miss the weird shake. You do? Well, because the shit that I put in it, uh, last week, you wary, we talked about if you could look back through your magic backward mirror what would you have changed about the way you ran your conducted your affairs in the in the year Last of the apocalypse? Year. Sure. Right. <laughs> and there were lots of ways. One of the things that I've noticed is I changed my body chemistry so rapidly and disastrously, precipitously fell off the cliff, right? That I am acutely aware of how shitty I feel. When you gradually slide into you don't feel slovendom, it. yeah, it's <laughs> you just feeling as much, right? It's like that proverbial frog in the boiling tuck water. Tuck and roll, tuck and That's roll. That's it. It's just it's just wonderful, delightful. You know, drift off into the abyss. You don't. Ooh, something know something smells how bad. like boiling frog. This is yeah, delicious. What that is. <laughs> it mm, smells delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you do it all at once, you sort of slam the brakes on health and go right back into the shit fat sasm. That's where I am. So I already know, oh, the presence of all of this sugar and fat floating through my body and the lack of any kind of collagen or joint support and zero heart pumping exercise and no sleep and crazy stress, like all of those things, I feel them acutely. And I know how it feels to do a colon blow kale drop bomb whatever right because I remember it it wasn't that long ago and I was like I used to feel great I used to walk up the steps and not have a stroke like these <laughs> things were things that I could do I can't do them anymore and I just as a quick aside I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone last night and I was so excited because she went upstairs and got embarrassed because she got out of breath going upstairs talking yeah. to me on the phone and she is like let's go boo, 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 boo. but you know she's never to be out of breath so it happens. I mean, I get out of breath sitting here talking into a microphone. We got bigger problems. I'm just saying it was nice to feel. Yes, spread it out. I wanted to take everybody down with me. <sighs> you're no help. I you're, know. you're no help. You've decided I'm going to give time to be healthy and eat rice uh, treats and still be skinny. Yeah, I'm no. Kick you I, in the head. I have not made the decision to be healthy. I've made the decision that <laughs> I want to live longer and I... I don't want to die, so which is why I stay in my house, and which is why when I heard my physician is leaving the practice where she is now to go into geriatric medicine, <laughs> and my son turned to me and said, well, it's a natural progression for you. <laughs> I need a new doctor. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> she's, she's following you. You could follow her. <laughs> I thought that was both fucked up and <laughs> I need a new doctor. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God, that's the best thing I've heard in a very long he time. He said it's really nice of her to follow you into the next stage of your life. <laughs> I'm like, you are a dick. <laughs> How often do you go to the doctor? I can't. I don't. I actually am supposed to go to, the, I've been debating. I didn't level jump and call you. I'm having a really bad, hard, difficult, painful thing. And today is the day I made the deal with myself. If it wasn't appreciably better by today, I would go to the urgent care. And if it was either the same or a little bit better, I would wait until Monday to go to the doctor. I'm having a really, really bad thing 
it's and it's going to be sound a lot scarier than it really is. Is it your vagina? <laughs> no, it's a lot of swelling on the other side of my brain. I know it sounds really bad. <laughs> okay. How do you, you know, know if your brain is swelling? I'm pretty confident I, that I have, I forget what the name of it is. Meningitis? I, no, 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 no. It's something with an M in it. And I looked it up and it's escaping me right now. You, you're going to know what this is and you're going to immediately go, oh, okay. Behind your ear, yeah. there's a part of your skull that from time to time, if you wear glasses too long, if you wear a headband in just the wrong way. Headache, headache, headache. You get a little bit of a sensitivity headache, right? Okay. So- I have that bone behind my ear on just one side of my head and the whole area is red and swollen and pushing the ear out and incredibly inflamed and excruciatingly painful and the pain doesn't stop no That's matter what That's got to feel good with I headphones take. on, huh? Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. So um, <clears throat> been trying to get that resolved. But I mean, I've I, this also follows a period where I was sitting outside and I had sunglasses on and earbuds in and the whole thing right so it was like I could just feel like I did it to myself so I ignored it I was like that's just because I kept my stuff on too long yesterday and then it kept this has been going since Thursday you don't think this is a crazy bug bite somewhere no because the thing that there was a little tiny thing there and I thought oh that's like a I thought oh that's a blemish oh that's a something that's whatever that's resolved but the swelling has it resolved it's I don't I'm not tattoo right I don't do tattoo no 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 this to me feels like what I imagine a tattoo would feel like because the swelling is directly on the bone and it just hurts to sit there and if I touch it with my finger just to kind of say wonder what let's let's get an idea of how big the swelling is right just the act of trying to touch it with my finger is excruciating so it's like the swelling is sitting right on top of that bone dear listener don't be an Amy. Oh, shut up. If you have something wrong with you that I don't you have, can see my doctor, and that has swollen oh, and you're in pain. Oh, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. How long has this been going on? Since Thursday. Since Thursday morning, I woke up with it and it was really bad. And I thought, just rest and be relaxed for the day and do whatever. Take a pain pill. So I did that. Friday, it was worse. What is a pain pill? I took a, um, I took a Tylenol. I took no, a Tylenol that's pill. That's not a pain pill. That's right. a pain pill. And then the next day, I took two Aleve. And then, because when I had 100 years ago stuff with my joints, the person told me, you're never supposed to take two at one time. And she said, you're going to take two at a time, twice a day, for two weeks. And I was like, yeah, but when I read the label, that says- It says you're going to die. It says it's going <laughs> to kill you. And she said, well, it won't kill you in two weeks. And it's effectively, I would have prescribed you this, this. So anyway. It'll slowly kill so, you. <laughs> so I keep going back to this thing of like, okay, well, I can do this short-term high dose, which I don't like doing. So I did that for a day, and it didn't help at all. So- Getting to the end of the afternoon on Friday is when I started getting skitchy because I thought, this is your chance. You need to go to a doctor because the weekend's coming. And then I thought, well, you just fucking grow up. Just grow up. And then Saturday came and I like couldn't really walk around and I had to keep my eye closed and the whole, it fucking was hard. So then I took more medicine and that's when I made the deal late in the afternoon with myself. I was like, it's either going to be better or worse tomorrow and then I will dock and box it. But I almost, I almost went yesterday. Would you like me to bring a physician into this conversation? No, he's not going to fucking help me. I would have called his ass, but you were so weird about people calling with their fingers in their vaginas all the time. Yeah, people that we don't know, the people that we do know and love can call any time. No, no, no. Do you want me to get him in here right now? No, 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 no. I have been tripling up my hydration, 
lots of fluids. I took, you know, hot and steamy shower and I've been putting a hot compress on for as much of the day as I can stand to keep things flowing and take a pain pill and rest and relax. In this order, it is a bug bite, a brain tumor. It's or, not a tumor. <laughs> it's not the tumor. It's it's a bug bite that you have there. I'm it pretty is. sure it's just an agri. Here's the only reason. That. Here's the only reason. Doc in the box. Here's the only reason that I'm mildly sad in my box. An- anxious about this. This is only on the side of my head. That coincides with about four and a half weeks ago. For the first time in my entire very long life, I was given a negative report from the dentist, which I never have. Negative report. She said, all the all the teeth on the lower side of that side of your face, they're magically, they're like really bad. Are you having, and she says, it doesn't surprise me because are you right-handed? Okay. Means you're probably not brushing as effectively over there. And over time, this is just what happens. But let's keep an eye on these. So I've gone from perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're great. Oh, you're great. Hey, mm, maybe you should get this water pick, right? So on that side of my face, magically there's shit with like three or four teeth in a row then two weeks after that I can't see because there's a dramatic change that I'm sure has been coming on for a while in my prescription and my vision in that eye get that fixed now I've got this massive thing on that side stop smiling behind my ear on that side but you're like detailing you're detail it's like I'm watching 2020 you're detailing a history of something that's going on and you keep you know what they're gonna say you know what they're gonna say you know what they're gonna say you braided your hair too tight on that side of your head. And also, here's your prescription. Eat some Cocoa Krispies, go home, and stop watching Grey's Anatomy. Then you won't have these fucking problems when you think everything's a tumor. It's fucking fine. I'm not ignoring it in the sense that it's debilitating enough for me to pay attention to it. Why don't you go see my new geriatric physician? <sighs> Look, I-, it. I like it much better when I get to point at other people and say, why don't you fix your life? Yeah, well, Why don't guess you what? fix your life? Why don't you fix your gastroesophageal problems, GERD? Why don't you fix your, you know, windedness going up and down the steps, super hyper fit lady? Why don't you do it? It's, it can't be me with my massive I know roll was, around in a wheeled chair because I'm too fat to get up. And I know that now. was Tiblet, right? Tiblet walked up the stairs. It, and- was, it was not. <gasps> no, she has no problem going up and down the stairs. Are you kidding? I know. It's, that's why you would have been shocked. Fucking bionic. No, this is my friend who was a, a former cheerleader. And she was, you know, yucka, tucka, 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 tucka. <laughs> I got out of breath. And I'm like, doing what? But okay. So she's great. She's great. It was so interesting because she was chatting and sharing some stuff. And then midway through, she busts out my favorite comment, which is, I haven't even told my husband yet. And I'm like, what? I, do you do that? Is he is he the person where you begin? Or is he like the dead ass last person? He's first. About what though? Everything. Stop it. I, everything except for things I've ordered online. <laughs> <laughs> well, those aren't really conversations. Really? He's yeah, first? He's first. I, I hate the people who say this, but I will admit it. He's my best friend. So he gets, um, but I've gotten smarter over the years and I have to preempt everything I tell him with the response I need from him. (laughs) He is your magic mirror. (laughs) I have to preemptively say, I'm not looking for you to solve this problem. I'm not looking for you to what I'm looking. Here's what I need from you because otherwise 
it's a fight every time and he'll he ruins everything so even though he is my best friend and I do want his opinion the same way when he asks me any question he says don't say no yet right (laughs) because he knows my answer is no and I know he's going to try to fix so our first response with each other is always wrong so we have to tell each other hold on to your first response think about it marinate in what I'm about to tell you I'm asking for help um now talk to me in 15 minutes you know like so and we walk away but he is my first he is you do that can't be true in all things I know it's true in like important life things but okay let's let's then in what give me an example let's let's break this down okay so uh sexual attraction to some stranger you gonna talk to him about that Somebody flirted with you in a surprising way. No. You were flirting with someone else. A friend of yours is deciding to step out on a relationship or spouse or, I don't know, God, that's awful. I don't don't know. I'm trying to make shit up. Yeah, I mean, I I think I would talk to him about all of those things. When something goes in the vault, I know we've covered this before, but I'm super curious. When something goes in the vault to you, someone's talking to you, back up, back up, back up, back up, put it in the vault. Do you consider him in your vault already? Or is there a vault separate from him? That's my fucking problem. All right. So those are different things than those are different things than being the first. But I'm just curious. There there is a vault separate from him, um, partially because of respect I have for the the other person, the friends that tell me. That's exactly right. And if you came to me and told me you cheated on your spouse. Oof. Yeah. Oofta. If you came to me and told me you che- che- don't tell a soul. That's super, look it, that's super, ju- my ufta was super judgy. Everybody's circumstances are different and. You're I thinking know, about yours. Oof is an appropriate response for you to I know a lot give. of people who I love who are in situations where whatever they're doing on that day or their spouse is doing on that day is very layered in backstory and I just, I just don't like having that judginess out there. Uh, people need to be able to be where they are in their lives. In any event, that's a fucking big deal, and I can't even imagine. Okay. But if so you said to me, don't tell anyone, don't even tell Stuart. Right. Well, but see, you would say that. I feel like I'd, I'm just really trying to get my arms around what is the vault. Because with married hmm. friends, yeah, I don't automatically presume that their vault is a per- is a vault of one. I presume that when they talk about that, and I presume this about you without even asking you, that your vault, Stuart's already in there. He's a silent vault sitter, but he's in there, right? And my vault is just me. And I fucking hate it. Because I got some shit in the vault right now that I am desperate to talk about. It's not even that fucking interesting. I just don't like having it in the vault. And people are like, this is going in the vault. I'm like, okay. I, you know, talking to three or four friends over Zoom. And they, it ended up we were in the vault talking about this thing. And that thing actually was really juicy. I don't tell anybody. Except I keep thinking about it. And I don't tell anybody. And then it comes down to I'm a writer. So how much I've got some really juicy shit. Do I put that in the writing and just blend the names or change the names and not worry? Once it's in the vault, it's in the vault. Like I would I would be more comfortable putting something in writing and blending it around than I would ever be saying it to my husband. And he is he is the only person who I would ever let in there. Best friend, absolutely. But it's the fucking vault. Like it's just such a weird It's a I just even remember being young. And having people say, don't tell anybody, but I really like X, you know, person or Y. And yeah, but they, they wanted say, you to tell people. So they, something could I happen. was the only person on the planet who didn't know that. So 
then people would get mad at me like the whole point of me telling you is you would go tell them but you said and then I look and I say but you said don't tell them so I never told a soul and then that relationship was doomed and now we're on the Hallmark Channel and the tree's not lit I mean it's still, all these things don't fuck wow. me up <laughs> I have a lot of power I'm just saying I don't oh, so getting back to this notion of who's the first it was really interesting to hear this friend say I haven't even told hubs yet and I've heard that from this friend a couple of times which makes me think that there's a level of I'm gonna work it out I'm gonna work it out I'm gonna work it out then I'm gonna bring it to hubs and then it maybe I'm making this part up then maybe it's real maybe it's because the stuff that is too big and scary you don't immediately go to your first first like I just feel like there's some things that are harder to talk with the closest possible person, the bestest, bestest friend. Sometimes you save those and you do the trial conversation with someone else because they're not formed, they're too scary, they're too important. I think COVID also locking us in this house together, it has absolutely made him like not just the first person I tell, but really the only person I tell. I don't really talk to anybody else. Yeah. I I mean, I talk to you once a week and that's about it. Like I don't really. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry for you. uh, No, honestly, I, I don't. I don't mind it that much. This I was did kind of really made talk for to, COVID. Well, but did you really talk to anybody other than face-to-face before? Yeah. So I have a girlfriend with whom I lunch weekly. Used to yeah. in another you said, world. You had said you would drop everything. She's the OB person. Yep. And <clears> and <throat> I would see her every week, once a week, every week for lunch. And then it became every week outside. And then it's like she's fucking furious with me because she's vaccinated, right? And she's like, yeah. well, let's go and eat. You can wear a mask till you sit down like we used to do. Mask till you sit down, take it off to eat, put it back on. Like on and off, I'm like, when I am vaccinated, yeah. I will do that with you again. Yeah. But until then, I mean, you want to FaceTime? We can FaceTime. But we've been Marco Poloing. There is no other human really in my life. I have two girlfriends here and... I will. I would tell them anything, but I don't have anything to fucking tell them because guess what? Oh, Here I am, still yeah. in my house. I went to the Amish market today. I went to, although I have to tell you, and yeah, so Stuart is my first. He is my last and currently in, in isolation. He is my only. Uh, but I, I let my kids out of the house. Mallory works, right? Yeah, She's got a yeah. job. She comes home. Hair and, salon, yeah. And Ethan went snowboarding the other day. Oh. So he went to a mountain with a couple of friends, all masked up the whole time, the whole distance, whatever. It was great for them. And uh, he, so they they were on a mountain from like 530 to 930. Yeah. And then they had to pick up dinner on the way home. So we said, if you're going through drive through this kid who drove you, why don't you pick up his meal too? You're paying yeah. for, ask if he wants gas or gas money or whatever it is. And they didn't go through drive through They went to a restaurant. Oh, okay. And they ate inside a restaurant. Right. Which is something that is a no-no in a house with a mother who does not have a vaccine and who is not, <laughs> and, and wait, and who is borderline- borderline she's borderline crazy like so why yeah, there's that part there's so that part. There's so that he part. comes home like after midnight goes to his room goes to bed and the next morning we're hubby and i are sitting there and he comes down for his morning meal i don't know what the fuck he came down for hey come sit and chat was it nice did you do some runs on that thing what so did you go pick up dinner afterwards we use the phrase pick up 
And he's like, yeah, we went to the Olive Garden. Ew. Okay. I'm sorry. And yeah, I said. Ew. No. You're said, not allowed to like that place. No. I said, that's a shame that you did takeout from a place that. Uh, is super gross and has. That you gives you all you can eat salad and breadsticks. Like that's, that's crazy. And he said, we didn't. We ate outside. Okay. It's now 10 o'clock at night. After skiing, after snowboarding, mm-hmm. it's yeah. fucking freezing. And <laughs> you're telling me, deadpan to the face, that you ate outside. I know you're lying. What? Come on. I know why? you. They have and fucking I- heaters. You th- why would he lie? Why would he tell you three quarters of the death trap and then leave off the part where you die? That's he's a, stupid. Because he's a If kid. you're going to lie, fucking lie. So I said, weren't you cold? He's like, no, I was just in a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Did they have heaters out there? He said, heaters? Oh, yeah, they had heaters. You fucking liar. I said, oh, and where was that? So Stuart picks up his phone like he's about oh to call and see, see if they have a fucking patio. You guys are awful. And You're he like goes, Jewish Columbo. <laughs> was Columbo Jewish? Uh, so <laughs> no. Peter, Peter Fol- Falk. Peter Falk might have been Jewish, by the way. Oh, fuck you and your lazy eye. He's uh, not Italian. <laughs> loved Peter Falk so much. So, uh, ma'am, so, I'm here to see. Does this particular <laughs> Olive Garden have a patio? Oh, just one more thing, ma'am. <laughs> just the one more thing. Right. <laughs> I Before love how you, you leave. Dear listener, yeah. <laughs> Amy Fagazi just made her eye go in when she said that. <laughs> she did the full impression. That was fantastic. You, I'm an Italian. It was All fantastic. Right, so you're going to fucking. So he starts scrolling on his phone. Oh, Jiminy. And, and now I, the other one's sweating. He's got the Olive Garden sweats. Yeah. Yeah. You get yeah. those regardless of if you tell a lie. No doubt. He should have just gone with that. Yeah. He lied straight to our faces. Oh my God. That's so much worse than those breadsticks. He said, I thought it would be e- <laughs> I thought it would be easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. And I said, Go fuck yourself. That's such a fucking joke. And I was like, You get out of my face. I said, I'm so close to a vaccine and getting out of this thing and you just want me never to trust you again. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. So, so yeah, I was, I was internally annoyed. I mean, it's over. What are you going to do? Like, I, I, well, I mean, but I don't, I, there's a whole lot there to unpack. We also did you have the real, did you have the real conversation where he said, my friend was really okay with it. This is where he wanted to go. Or the other real conversation, which is, I don't think this is a big deal. And we decided to go. You know, I mean, did you even get to that part? Or he was it really more wanna, just about the lie? He's always the one who says, I can't go. I can't go. I can't go. And he was just included and didn't want to be a squeaky wheel. So yeah. He so just, it, that's the first part that I said. So it's like the friend is doing it. This is what's happening. In that's going to be I great in college. That'll be I didn't great in think, college. I didn't think it was that big a deal, and off I went. The fentanyl, would, it was pink. I thought I would try it. Don't joke about that. My other thing that I'm saying, though, is wouldn't you, how would you have felt if he came home and said, look, I want to tell you. I would have respected him if he came home and said anything other than a lie. And he knows it? Yeah, of course. Well, let me say that another way. Do you think he believes it? Yeah, of course. It, lying gets you no trust Fucked from me. Hard. Fucked yeah. hard. Fucked hard. And he I'm not a- saying fucked hard because that's an ugly thing, pigs. I'm saying fucked <laughs> Who are you hard. calling pigs here? Those are my dear People listeners. who listen and think that in their brains. Like, <laughs> it's not funny. It's super ugly town and you can't I mean, do as, that. As it is now, our school is going to four days a week in person mm-hmm. in, in this month, this here month of March. And um, the kids don't want to go back. 
They don't want to. And that's the exact reason that they have to go back. I don't mm-hmm. care about the boy. He's a second semester senior. He can he he's can not, watch. Even if he's there, he's not there. Who right. Cares? He can watch porn the rest of the semester. I don't care. Like, that's fine by me. But the girl who says who'd rather sit there with no pants and a huge sweatshirt and a big blanket wrapped around her, like snorting Chex Mix, like there is no, you got, get the fuck out of here. Become human again. <laughs> Like, I desperately need you to because the the boy disengaged, no eye contact, uh, relates only on headphones, no skill, no social skills. He's in gaming. The girl, phone-centered. She's lost her. So how are children their age going to find each other ever again? They're so disengaged with human well, contact. Are they, though? Are they, though? I, I know that this wildly, profoundly generationally defining disruption yeah is still unknowable to us i get all that yeah it's a sociological experiment i keep relating it to and people get angry when i do i keep relating it to living through a war and the aftermath of a war particularly because of all the families and direct lives that have been lost and the helplessness and all, all lots of reasons you know that can be really insulting to people who have gone through actual war because we are really sitting at home and complaining about takeout and not right. going to go to the restaurant. So, I mean, I get, <laughs> right. I get, I get all that. And yet I also physically still has an effect emotionally, spiritually, all of these, it is, it has been that level for me in any event. We don't have our arms around it yet. That tells me that there are benefits as yet unseen. So agree they don't have a good footing in whatever would have been happening in sophomore and senior year. They don't have a good footing in, you know, socialization 101 that may or may not have looked anything like it was for us before all the technology was a factor in there. There's so many things that are different now anyway. Layering this on kind of is just one more thing. It's a gigantic thing, right? but it kind of is just one more thing. So knowing all of that, there are benefits that will emerge that give I can't them wait. I can't that wait give to them see advantages. It. The only when we talked, we haven't even really come back to it. Probably won't. This notion of what would you have done differently? The only challenge that I really see here is that there are hidden and not so hidden advantages to being forced to do so many things that we've been forced to do. So to have this massive change, right? So it'll out, that'll happen. And they're going to thrive. And they'll be able to look back and say, we never, you know, I mean, this, this, I just look at my grandmother, who was God rest her, a profound force in my life, and formative and all these other things. So grateful for all the time that I had with her. And she was a woman making her way in the world, you know, coming into adulthood with kids at war during the depression, right? So she was trying to figure in, in a country that was, you know, not which still very strange to her. So all these things were happening. And that fundamentally created a person who values self-reliance and frankly, stockpiles things. Yeah, but these kids who are at home cheating on tests because they they don't have anybody watching them and they're looking up on another device and... and yeah, there are kids who... There they're are adapting kids, in weird ways. Like, there you're, are kids you're thrivey who, ways. These are cheaty ways. And, and There are kids who... There are kids who 
cheated on tests when they were at school. There are kids who made wrong choices and lied to parents and went behind their backs when they were at school. So in many, I don't know, I, I'm clinging to optimism because that's my natural go-to. Wow. So Boy, it, are we different. <laughs> That's, I, I have to, it, it's, that's why it's so disorienting to me when the, you know, optimism button is, is deselected. Like I don't really know what to do. So I've got to believe. I'm going to try that. That there is hidden and frankly obvious. There are, there are real benefits to this. The, the challenge, I think the bigger challenge and why they have to go back is not about the socialization. I think it's about the physical learning. There are a lot of kids and adults who can't really process without being in the presence of someone. And I used to know these things because I would rattle them off in meetings all the time. I don't know them now. I'm going to quote them wrong. But somewhere on the order of 80% of communication is visual, right? And next in line is, and I've probably even got the order wrong, but it's like you've got to be physically looking at someone, yeah, you know, to body language, and then it's what they say, and then it's actually what you're taking in. So you can you can be hearing the sounds coming out of somebody's head and not understanding anything that they're saying, and you can get eight hours of that shit sitting on a computer, as and no one will know because they're staring at the screen with their eyeballs dead on you like as, a dead fish. As someone who's worked in the deaf community for the better part of 15, 20 years, yes, it's it's visual. It's it's visual cues. It's how to know when to move on. It's it's all of it's everything being there. Yeah, so. body language. And frankly, there's I I feel like there's some sort of cosmic connection with other people just f- physically being in the same room with someone, even if it's six feet apart. It that really makes such a huge difference. I get an energy from that. I need that. A I, lot I of people feel do. Yeah, and I and I one of my sons is a thousand percent that way and he is the biggest introvert of us all so it's very weird that he would need to be right in the thick of things with every other person even though he don't fucking say nothing but he just needs to be there and when he's not it's a it's a fucking system-wide shutdown so I don't know I yeah I think there's the need to go back I also am completely unconcerned. I should be concerned. I'm completely unconcerned with what's going to happen with the college admissions process. What's going to happen with SATs? What's going to happen with cheating? What's going to happen with what learning do we have? My preference is that the academic gods in the United States, my preference would have been for them to have called this entire year a do-over. The entire academic year. Well, I have both a senior and a junior So I feel worse for my senior who had no senior year, no half of junior year, like just had nothing. So, and the junior year is when you have your prom is when you have, it's when you have all the good stuff, right? You're talking to somebody who lost half of senior year and half of, and most of freshman year because all the freshman year is still affected. So, yeah. So there's that, that one. And then the junior who's again, missing a junior prom. But what they told us was they were going to give us uh, graduation this year there will be something for graduation and and that is something I mean it's obviously not everything I would like to also get him a vaccine considering he'd like <laughs> to be in the world and he is the size of a grown-ass man he is I, in the world he's been in the world and uh, honestly he's been working in that bakery no so much longer yeah but he didn't quit it like in the past four weeks no he, I mean he quit for three, he quit New Year's, so he quit. Yeah, so just before. For, so for all of so the Olive Garden thing, 
I agree with you. That can be really alarming when you had a family agreement and he didn't live up to the agreement and he's a fucking liar. It's also it, 10 it, o'clock it, and nobody was in the restaurant. It was completely empty. I but don't, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned with any of those things. I'm concerned with you had an agreement. He didn't stick to it. He and he actively fucking right. papered over his tracks to try and get away with yep. some shiz that he fucking stupid You owed still up. don't know where the Pop-Tarts were that your youngest stole. Like you still don't know where he hid those Pop-Tarts. So that's the, that's the problem. So my point is. Right. Right. You don't fuck. You, yeah, vaccine's going to be great, and he does need it. And everybody's we're we're all gonna. You never know what the fuck's going to come around the corner. Um. All right. So here's here's something interesting, and I need your advice on what to make Stuart watch next. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Stuart go, go, watches go. Shark Tank, and he creates a business. Okay. Okay. Stuart watches this new series on Netflix about this guy in San Jose who's training dogs beautifully. He takes them to his his air, his um house where he has all these dogs and a pack and and it's not It's Caesar. not Dr. Caesar? It's not no. Caesar, but it's this other guy, this cute black guy who picks up your dog or sees how he is, picks him up, trains him, trains you, does that. So Stuart's like, you know what? I want our fucking dogs trained. So he takes one at a time with hot dogs into the basement and he starts to train them. So Stuart Shark Tank, yeah. right. Yeah. Shark Tank, new business, dog training. I, I could do that. Mm-hmm. What series do I make him watch next? Like cleaning the house? Like do I make him watch Marie Kondo? Like what? Because that would make me crazy. Ooh, what no. do I make him watch HGTV to like build something? How do I use this to my advantage? His weird obsession with watching something and then making it. Well, I have the real answer, but I'm trying to come up with like a jokey answer. The real answer is he needs to watch Ugly Delicious and he will get sucked in. Have you ever seen Ugly Delicious? Yeah. Yeah. You have seen it? Yeah. I think I saw it because you told me to. I saw one episode. So Ugly Delicious or any of the others, but I think Ugly Delicious is the one. That is a cooking show from a guy who basically says, I broke a lot of rules, not because I started out to be a rule breaker and a great chef. I broke a lot of rules because my restaurant was failing. And I said, fuck it. If this restaurant's going to fail, I'm going to do what I want. And I started doing what I want. And my restaurant succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. And then I decided, oh, I should keep breaking. I should keep doing this. And magically, I've stumbled into a kind of food fusion that took you know, very low home cooking from my culture and combined it with my favorite tips and tricks from culinary school. And now it's this whole fucking thing and I'm super rich and I got all these great things. And I don't want to get fat. St- I want to No, no, no. He, he makes, things. he makes like, like squid seaweed and weirdy, you know, anyway, it's just interesting to watch, but it's about technique. So you could also pick any one of these cooking shows and then he could come home and cook. I still think Marie Kondo is the way to go. But really? yeah, if you're interested in something that is a beneficial hobby, put him on porn. <laughs> i'd like you to use my subscription to Pornhub. i mean you could look at it as kind of like a master class right so he's gonna get some tips and tricks that would be nice they should do a they should do a sex master class do you do master class um i don't i'm here to tell you i know this is not where you wanted to go with watching the thing but i get so much out of this master class and they have them for everything they're so good they're really good. It makes me think they need a sex masterclass. Mm, new business idea for me. You don't me. think they have one of those? I didn't I didn't I don't I don't seek out the dicks. I wait for Cameron to send them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely want those veins on a key ring. Dear listener, 
Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to interact with us and tell us what Stuart should watch next to make my life better, um, why don't you write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook at Brilliant Observations and join Brill Obs Squad, our select group of people who give a shit. And hashtag Listen Brilliant. You can look at us on Instagram and Twitter at Listen Brilliant and you can look for pictures of Amy's extended ear and swollen head and see how that goes. We would love to hear from you. In fact, Ginger wrote us, was confident we didn't get any of our her emails and then wrote us again and again. And guess what? They all popped up in one, one thread. It was great. So... Yes, Ginger, we love your emails. Keep writing. Yeah, just so my sister-in-law went out to dinner with another couple. Both, all four of them were double vaccinated and they ordered a dessert that they all shared. Wow. When, what? <laughs> so I think what they did was like, let's say it's a big rectangle brownie. They all went in on their corner until they had like this little cross in the middle that nobody's spoons touched where somebody else's mouth had been on a spoon and then back in. And it was, what are you doing sharing a brownie like that? What? Oh my God. I just got such a sad feeling. So many things are going to change. No more blowing out candles on a, on a birthday cake. No more. That I don't mind because fuck you and your candles. But I mean, you, you now I can't share my food with people. You cannot. You can. I can't make out eats, with strangers on the subway. I can't. You have I can't a subway do down there. I can't do that. I can't have that. No, no. Only if you tell your husband first. I can't risky business on the subway. Oh. <laughs> oh, hello. <sighs> Seriously, I'm. I there is going to come a time, and it's not that far off when I'm going to be sharing desserts with people. So just prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. There is not going to be some tea on my brownie. I'm just going to eat that shit and let's go. That's what's getting ready to happen. Well, just don't I'm share your you. food. I think that's the moral of this story. If you if you leave a tea in your brownie, the terrorists win. That's what happens. Right, don't let it happen. You've you've got to you've got to just cut into the X and brownie. You gotta co-mingle the brownie. I'm getting okay. mad now. Don't share your dessert with Fagazi. She'll freak out. Thank you so much for listening. Just- we love you. <sighs> <laughs> Bye. I don't hear you, Amy. Okay. Bye. Bye.